Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In the year 1848, the Industrial Revolution is just starting to impact the world. Among these new fantastic innovations came the rise of snake oil salesmen promising to cure everything from cholera to baldness. For the immortals of the night, this means nothing until one such tonic begins poisoning them. Now antidotes and alliances are being sought out. One such alliance consists of Lord William Pelham, an astomite played by Adam, Augustus Rogers, a gangrel played by Andrew, Herschel Buckman, a Tremere played by Chris, Amir, a Setite played by Slavic, and Joaquin is the storyteller. Diluted is a vampire the masquerade story that takes place in the Victorian age vampire setting. If you wish to contact us, you can reach us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Where we last left off, I believe everyone was starting to split off for the night after encountering the, uh, after counting the, uh, Illustrious Mr. Sir Holden. That's one way of saying it. Not how I would describe him. Uh, as you see, like, fear and, and shock come across our face at the mention of his name. So, if I remember correctly, uh, there was Pelham wanted to be dropped off at his estate with the uh, shopkeep from last time. And then Rogers was going off on his, on his horse somewhere. And Herschel and Emmer were going to the where were you going? I was just following him wherever he was leading me, ah. seeing that he was a dear friend and companion of mine and, and was going to show, <laughs> you know, he, I know that he saw the potential in me and he was going to show me more uh, secrets of the mystical arts because he can see strength and realizes that if he gets my good graces, then maybe uh, it will occur him favor in the future one day. That's right, yeah, right? Of course. Yeah. So I'd say, are we taking a, I'm just kind of following your lead. Are we taking a cab? Are we walking? I, I think you friends? were, I think, if I remember correctly, like Pelham t- with, basically dropped off and he told the cab driver after hiring him, or rest of the night, just go up, take you wherever you want to go. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to look at, I mean, while, we're, while the while the cab driver keeps going and be like, Amir, my friend, we have the night open to both of us. Ah. Uh, then perhaps I shall take you to the temple and we can enjoy ourselves there and I can show you some of, uh, and we can do some business maybe as well. Yes? Yes, I'm always one to open and to absorb and, and to study other cultures. I mean, that's where I've, that's one of the many steps I took to get to where I am at now. How has Clarice been working out for you, by the way? We haven't had a chance to speak about how she's been serving you. Has she been to your liking? Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, very, very hardworking girl. Uh, she isn't very bright, though, is she? No, no, actually, I've been kind of let down with her. You know, I've kind of found that to get, uh, to, uh, when early on when I started to gain the power that you now see before you, that I took gambles. And unfortunately, she was a gamble that I took that did not pay off. But in return, though, I did get to draw the attention of her young daughter who seems to have a keen ability 
and, and detecting and thinking quick on her feet and detecting mystical arts. And I think she is actually the prodigy that I've been looking for. So in the way the gods work, as like the gods put you in my path, obviously, to help me harness more strength. Of course, that works in mysterious ways, my friend. Uh, out of character, so I have uh, a cult of three. Would I be familiar with, like, at least, like, you know, Sedites and, like, you know, their reputation? Yeah, I feel like you would, you would at least know, especially, like, especially, like, back then, like, the big, big thing, all the culture people would want to know is that Egypt, ah, mysterious, yeah. pharaohs, gold. You know, Amir, I've never been one to really believe in Judeo-Christian fairy tales. I realized the arts have existed long before. And while I agree that some who follow the, the, uh, the cabal and, and learn, you know, the Abrahamic mystical arts is only just a small fraction. I've often been interested when I've heard tales of your clan and how you kind of diverge from the normal belief structure that some uh, may think that our origins of our, our, our kind come from. Why is it so different? You see... It is not, uh, or perhaps it, it, it's simply that uh, while we believe that there is a grain of truth everywhere, you see the motives of in every legend from the great monster of, of the Norse and to the snake in the garden of the Judeo-Christians. And we always take these myths as a sh uh, as a sign of sets uh, of where we should focus our efforts, and there is always something for us everywhere, or so hmm. we have found. Indeed, I'm interested in and learning more. If I may uh, tell you, my friend, then I too know a little bit of the mystic arts. I have been taught by my sire back in Egypt. Uh, I will show you some of it later. I look at him I look at him sideways, you know, try not to hide I'm trying to hide my eagerness when I hear him that he'll show me some of his mystical arts. And I look out the window and I'm like, you know, I mean it bothers me nightly every time that I realize that the clan that I've been forced to be a member of is stuck in their old ways. I look at I look back at you eye to eye, and I feel that I could be the catalyst that could change the, tra the trajectory of Clan Chimir. With your help, ah. you would be much rewarded. That is good to hear, my friend. Uh, I believe that you too have a certain frame of mind that is important for mm, someone who is friends with the children of Set. Oh, what's this frame of mind you speak of? And I kind of like sit my posture. Is, uh, <laughs> certain, certain way we believe that uh, kindred should, or persons in general, should free themselves from the shackles of mortal society, its rules, its pointless dances, etiquette, all of it. The whole point is that these are all shackles that bind us down. And you, my friend, you just tear them apart. And it's been marvelous. I sit up, I nod my head as I look out the window smiling. Seeing strength is a good trait of yours, Amir. 
you will be rewarded one day. As I look out the window, wait until we arrive to wherever he may be leading us. All right. Okay. So, so I think we can arrive. So yes, you arrive at the Zaha Temple. It's located in the western part of the eastern part of the city, near the wood, near the more less uh, densely packed place called um, near Ket. You, the place in particular that looks at first just to be like an unassuming uh, building. There's no obvious uh, decoration or anything like that. And uh, do you approach and enter? I'm following uh, Amir's lead while looking in awe, trying to pretend I'm not intimidated, but like looking in awe at this place. So do you just walk okay, right so, in? Yeah, just walk right in, just push the doors right open. All right, so as soon as you enter in, you see the first thing you notice is that there's, like, this heavy scent of, like, like incense and, like, herbs and something that you're not – that if you know – if you have a cult, then you know that it's just mostly just the fake stuff that you use, like, like – I don't know anything. Like, I don't know actually the names and stuff. But it's just stuff that like, they're most commonly associated with the exotic thing. And uh, the uh, walls you see there, like in front of you, there's like two pillars, and you, you see like hieroglyphs, like inscribed into it with like some. With, and see, you see like in the corner, there's like this stone tablet with more hieroglyphs on it, and inside you see a uh, small lobby filled with. And that was mostly empty, but as you see, a, a man approaches you saying, "Oh, hello, yes." Oh, it's an armor. Yes, thank you. Uh, your uh, your friend is waiting you in the back if you want to speak with him. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, yes, I think I will. This is Herschel. He is a good friend of ours and of the Setites. Uh-huh. I assume you will take very good care of him. Very good care. Yes, if you come this way, My sir. Friend. We have multiple. Enjoy yourself. Have- Various forms of entertainment you wish to uh, select from. Why, indeed, yes, sir. And and your name? And I look at him because he's extending my hand. Uh, my name is just uh, Marshall. I am the. Uh, I guess you could call me the uh, concierge of this particular place. I help people find what they're looking for. Well, nice indeed. Thank you. And I shake his hand, and I'm like, look around, kind of in awe. Uh, I take it you'll find me later, Amir, after you're done conducting your business? Indeed. You will find me uh, upstairs. Completely upstairs. Okay, indeed. I kind of, like, try not to look very intimidated at this moment, you know what I mean? Like, I'm in the unknown now. I look at uh, Marshall Sosser. I look around. What am I to partake in here? Well, if you wish, then we have several uh, companions of your choice. If you want to Look upstairs, or if you are in the more of the um, martial, competitive feeling, then if you follow me downstairs, we have something for you there. You intrigue me with the talk of what may be downstairs. Let's show me. Ah, Madam Sport, I see. Yes, follow me. He leads you down, and like you, basically, he leads you down. Like there's a doorway and. Le- opens up, leads to like a stairwell. It leads down, and the first thing you notice is that there's a smell of smoke and tobacco coming from down there. I kind of tend to, you know, follow, try to act brave, even though my guy's not, but trying to follow down. 
All right, so then as you get closer, the smell of smoke and tobacco increases, and then he opens another door, that, and then you just hear the roar, just such several people sort of like, just like sort of, you hear the thud of like fists against flesh. And you just look in and you see two men wearing rags and just like pummeling each other with, with their fists. Huh, Marshall. Fisticuffs, I see. Of the unregulated sort, it looks. Well, yes. If men wanted to see uh, regulated sports, they would simply go down and to the local uh, place. The but local here, club, indeed. Yeah, but here... We offer things that you can't simply cannot find elsewhere. I kind of look at him and I'm like, while I'm a fan of sports and viewing them, I am looking a little bit more something worthy of a god if, if you're to catch my drift. I want oh. something that makes me feel empowered. Well, you should, oh, I, I, I'm sorry, I apologize, sir. I, mis, I misunderstood your intentions. Yes, I'm afraid we have to, this is the wrong direction. We have to head upstairs, please. Follow me. No. No need. It's still interesting as I look at these guys just beating the shit out of each other, kind of like uh, trying not to feign like the sight of blood from them bothers me a little bit as I follow upstairs. Okay, so you two head upstairs. And as you head back up, you the first thing you notice is that there are like heavy red uh, drapes hanging across the place. And uh, these sm- and uh, beyond that, there are several uh, like strings of beads hanging around the place. And, even, like, and this time, even more smoke, but if you pay attention, it's not this time. It's not tobacco. It's more of uh, opium. Ah, indeed. It uh, definitely perks my interest as I'm kind of like looking around, looking for people maybe who are hapless or maybe weak in here. And so as you leads you in, you, you see like a, like a, you see like a like a room with a table inside of it, in the center of it, and on the sides you see like so like almost like small rooms separated by heavy curtains. You see. Men and women just sort of like lazing around, smoking, smoking out of coconuts. How many are in the room? Uh, I think we don't have some details. Uh, at this time, I'd say but, about there's about eight people all around in all the all different little alcoves. I look at Marshall. Mm. Am I free to go about here? If you so wish, sir. I'm, any friend of uh, Amers is welcome here. I'm going to slowly walk around my cane, and I'm going to look for what I could feel is the most attractive, male or female, that, that's in this place, like taking taking part of this opium here. All right. You, uh, let's, let's say you find the most attractive person in this room happens to be a young man who is basically just, you just see him like, lay, like laying back his, like, Dark hair, just sort of like all messed up. Just his shirt, uh, coat, tie, just all undone. He's just sort of just lazing back, but just holding it, just looking at the ceiling. I walk up to him, and with my cane, as he's laying there, I gently poke him in his chest with the cane, not to hurt him, but to gain his attention while looking down at him. He, he sort of glances your direction, and then after a second of holding your gaze, just looks back up at the ceiling, just not saying a word. I gently take the cane and I like draw it up like above his throat and trying to like, you know, put it at his under his chin and kind of make him look back at me, you know. He does so he doesn't look he doesn't look concerned at all with what's going on. Yeah. Can you can you stand? I think I can try. He slowly gets up. You see like unsteady at first, but then he just eventually so like like mostly just using the wall as support, he just Slowly gets to his feet. 
I go up to within and I whisper in his ear, why do you do this to yourself? You were given a gift. Because it's cold and dark world and in here there is only fire. I grab, I kind of like grab his, his chin and I, I look at his face. Fire. Tell me more about this fire. I've here, you just, they told me that you inhale this and it, it lights a fire in your soul that, that will warm you against any cold. It's heavenly. And I kind of like grab like his, his face with, with my two hands and kind of like put my like, you know, fingers up by his eyes to open his eyes because I'm all looking in his eyes and I kind of like look close. I said, is there enough warmth in there to share with me? Then I let go of his eyes. I put my hand under his chin again. There's the fire to burn the whole world down. And I smile. And I'm like, yes, you must share this with me. And then I sink my fangs into his neck. And I start, I take uh, like uh, about two blood pool points from him. All right, so what, that's, uh, what are you at now? I am at... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. At nine, I don't even know what's the max for twelfth. Isn't it like ten or something like that? I think it's twelfth, ten. That's eleven, I think. Eleven. Okay, so yeah, so I'd be full right now. Then, All right. do I feel that warmth? Yeah, you definitely do. You feel like this slow, almost like lethargy, so like just coursing its way through your veins. I kind of just take a step back, and I kind of just breathe, and I push the guy down, like from his face to where he falls on the ground because he doesn't concern me anymore. And I turn around and look at Marshall and slowly just rub my forehead and my face. I think you should take me to, to Amir. I think I'm ready now. Of course, sir. Let's come right this way. That was a beautiful boy that you had there. You know that, Marshall. I may have to... I, I may have to come come back from sometime much potential in that one i'm glad you found something you and found something you admire sir that is simply our main goal here you have a beautiful voice marshall has anyone ever told you that i must say not enough i'm afraid i could stand to hear it more <sighs> i forgot how good it feels to breathe you ever just breathe <laughs> to remember yeah, of course Yes. Just keep talking. I like the sound of it. So he just throws up. <laughs> so. Definitely. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm going to creep anyone. I don't know. I've never done heroin, so I don't know how to like play. So go ahead. Matter of mind. <laughs> so yeah, he leads you, and you obviously, now with the thing going, with the opium through your veins, you just, everything takes on a much more enchanted look. You see, like, Yes, you are the place of ancient knowledge and power. You can almost feel the burning sands beneath your fingers as you as Marshall leads you on. I'm just in, so I'm just enjoying this. I'm even like maybe like activating heightened senses a little bit. You know what I mean? Like my touch or my smell, and just trying to lose my um, lose myself. You know, in the situation, open myself though. For when I speak to Amir, because I almost feel like he's waiting for me to like bestow upon me some wisdom. So yes, sorry. All right. So Amir, do you want to? So you're doing this. Do Amir, do you want to have a conversation with your fellow society or what? Uh, just a short one, just to prepare something. 
All right. Ah, uh, yes. I think I want to show my good friend one of our more simple but very festive rituals. I want to reenact the slaying of Osiris. Oh, of course, good. for this, I will, I will need a man. I think a strong man, a champion from down in the rings will do just fine. Tell him that he will receive a great reward here. And Of course, yes. Before, tell me, have you, I have heard several of the goings uh, on in the city, and you are investigating that poison that has got many of the Westerners. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, my friend. Uh, I do hope that uh, I play a pivotal role in this, or at least uh, claim uh, very much of the credit uh, for the glory of the clan. If you meant to do that, we we could actually—I think we could actually make a push for a, for bringing more of our fellows over. If, after all, yes, yeah. if the tensions between the Irish and the English continue to rise, they the English could feel that they are need to draw resources from whatever from all from all corners of the earth. Yes, and we will of course finance both sides. But of course. And if you do manage to find this poison, I do hope you know what. I do hope you know that that possessing such a thing would be would be so would be invaluable to the clan. Of course, uh, sending something back to the Nile would be uh, very, very, very good thing. I'm glad you see it that way, brother. Yes. Well, there is no time to be lost. It is time to prepare. All right. So, yeah, the other Sentai goes and gets the, uh, gets like a, like a straw man about, it's about six foot, like a messed up face. You can see like he's obviously had like a broken nose, several, nose been broken several times, missing part of an ear, the, the, the bruises and stuff, missing teeth. But still, it's still a bunch of muscle on it. Mm, yes. <clears throat> well, I suppose, uh, I guess, uh, Amara will be, you know, uh, have that typical Egyptian makeup on him and stuff like that. Uh, be in an official robe, have one for Herschel as well. And he'll just be waiting there for him. All right, so Herschel. The dude will be bound or something. Alright, so, yeah, would you say, would you say the man is, like, bound on a table, or would you, why do you think he's bound on a table? Uh, he'd be bound in a coffin that's open. Alright, so, Herschel, you step in, and first thing you notice is that there's Amherst, like, normally you just see him, like, yeah, he's a Egyptian fellow, but now you just see him, like, he is a scion of the ancient priests and priestesses of Egypt, guardians of ancient knowledge. And you see him garbed in holy attire, and you just see like you see a man laid, you know, man bound in a sarcophagus, and you just see there is there is purpose here. I walk in and I slowly like look around, like in awe, by like almost just like I can't I can't say like any words can come to my mouth, and I just look at Amir and I just am like, 
smiling at him, you know, and, and just like like a warm smile. Come, my friend. Uh, clothe yourself. I move forward and I and I, and I, you know, strip myself of my clothes and I, and I and without any fear of like what you know modesty at all, any modesty, and I put on this robe and I look, turn around and look uh, at at, at and waiting for what he needs me to do next. Do you know some of the old Egyptian stories, my friend? Yes, yes, I do. Yes. In one of these stories, Set kills his uh, Osiris, his brother, and he cuts him apart into 14 pieces and then seals him in a coffin and throws the coffin into the Nile. Uh, or well, that is one of the stories. As with all these things, uh, there's always different versions. But this one is, I think, my favorite. And today we will get to reenact this grand event. In the original story, of course, uh, there were 72 assassins that killed the god. But I think the two of us will have to do. What kill? We're gonna kill? Yes. Kill a god. Kill a god. Yes. Kill a god. Yes. I mean, we can do this. Come, you know, I'll have him stand right across from me. And we'll probably have, you know, these long curved knives. That and the dude will probably be also in full garb with makeup and stuff like that. Jewelry. I just and I'm holding this, just looking at Amir with a smile, waiting for him to tell me when we must do this. He just closes his eyes, raises the dagger. I raise mine while looking at him. Set grant us your dark power and help us in our time of need. We honor you always and hope that you will save us from the false gods. And then he just plunges the dagger down. Keeps I'm gonna plunge. Yeah, I'm going to plunge the dagger, dagger down just start, like, the best as I can through my heroin-addled blood. Just, like, take all the frustration that, of the mockery of, like, who mocked me during mortal uh, days and just, like, who mocked me, like, all the Tremere who mocked me and, like, everything and just take my frustration out uh, and just start going berserk and stabbing uh, this body. Maybe with more ferociousness than intended, but he's going to definitely start screaming and sobbing at the same time and start crying as he does it, finally feeling like this is his out to where he can get to where he needs to get, so. Yeah, so as you do that, you see that Amr's strike, first a stab, just, he gets the man right in the chest and he just, he just, 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 and then, but then with uh, Herschel's frenzy, pun intended, you just see, just you just see, like, the eyes just go wide, and then just sort of this fade, just you just like twitch as the knife goes in and out again. I might even like, I'm, yeah, yeah, go ahead. But yeah, I was thinking like he would even like just keep going beyond, you know what I mean? Until where you probably have to be told to stop, you know? That's a humanity role, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you, I knew you were going to yeah. do it. Yeah, I'm gonna need to roll humanity there. All right, so uh, conscious difficulty eight. Oh, I got two dice. I got one success. So I guess it's needed to be done. Holy shit, I got a success. Okay, oh. 
Neither one of you lose humanity, which is surprising. But I might feel guilty. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can definitely feel guilty. Oh, what did I do? You, you, you yes, for power. <laughs> yeah, what did I do? The heroin. Yes, definitely. The heroin probably makes me. Uh, is what's making me feel guilty, you know? So, but yeah, when I'm done, I'm just like probably got blood all over me, and I'm just looking like all wide eyed at you. I mean, like I'm waiting for you to explain to me why we did this, you know? Especially with the guilt that I'm feeling. Like we just murdered a man in cold blood. Like I'm here, man. Osiris uh, betrayed his brother, and for that he had to die. Remember this lesson, and remember it well. Always stay true to your brothers. And you are my brother now, and, more than anyone else. And then I just kind of the cup. This then I will have Marshall throw this into the river. To finish what we started. I nod, I nod my head before we walk out. I stop and I look at Amira. There's a man down there. I want him to be yeah. mine. I want it to be where he's here waiting for me every time I come. Would that be too much to do for a brother? Marshall, who is this man? Marshall comes in and like whispers to you. He's, um, you know, happen to know he's the son of a up and coming merchant who's just been like coming to a lot of wealth. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Tell him that he will uh, always come here of, and be our guest. And whenever our good friend Herschel comes, he may partake of him. Yes. There are a bunch of things I would like to partake of when it comes to him. As that we walk and, out. Uh, do you want to limit yourself just to him, or do you want to perhaps take some more? Once I am done with him, I will find another. And I walk out ah, the room. Yes. Very good. <laughs> I sort of smile to Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> we suckered one in. We got him. <laughs> An intermediate note, nonetheless. Yes. A sad excuse for one, but one nonetheless. Yes, very much so. So, so, so who's next? <laughs> As we depart from <laughs> that. Uh, either one of us. Uh, which, which do you have a preference? Which one wants to go first? Or all right, so we'll go with uh, Mr. Rogers. Let's go with you. Okay. So after um, departing, um, my my intention was to visit the arrival uh, that I mentioned before, the person who has other dogs in the races, and oh. I wanted to. I wanted to see if I could try and sneak into and drain the blood from some of the, the animals that this person owns. All right. So, so visiting a rival's estate. All right. So I feel like I have to control something like that for, to do that remain undetected. So yeah. Give me a stealth and dexterity. Cause you can handle the animals, but just making sure you, like, you don't, Upset to you know, wake up too many of them at one time for find your control. Okay, what's the difficulty? Okay, for that song, what is the difficulty? Give me a difficulty six. I have two successes. Um, so, all right. So with two successes, you manage to you know make your way through them, and you just like you do it quietly, and you manage to get up to all the dogs with no one noticing. Okay, so 
I'm, I'm imagining that they ha- might have a place similar to mine in which they would have like kennels where the dogs are kept um, and just kind of uh, sneaking up to there and uh, uh, maybe like whimpering and giving them like, you know, like, like getting their attention so they don't know that I'm not a threat and talking to them using uh, the first rank of animalism to try and uh, just keep them calm and relaxed. All right. So uh, no, the wolf that I I don't remember what it is. That's a manipulation animal can with predatory mammals. That's difficulty six. Or you 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 manage them so that we think that all the dogs are like you're not a threat. Yeah, you're good. Well, I also have a one in there, so. Oh, there's a three successes then. So yeah, that's still that's still good. They still say yeah, right. you're not a threat at all. Yeah, so they, these dogs are not barking. They're not, like, freaking out or anything. And I'm going to, like, uh, are their cages locked at all? Or is it just, like, a, just like a normal, like, lever latch thing? I think it would be a lever, just a lever latch thing. Okay, so I'm I'm going to drain a point of blood from every single dog, how many ever this person owns. Just And, and again, dogs only have two, so that's going to leave them severely weakened. And this is like me, I'm just sabotaging my opponents. So on top of having the, you know, good breeding skills, I also sabotage everyone else around me to make sure that I always succeed. <laughs> if I take a point from each animal, how much could I take? Because I'm kind of low on blood. Uh, so what, what, you were I'm, at six? Yeah, I'm mostly doing this because of the fact that I frenzied. We should roll how many dogs there are. Um, how many dogs do you, would you say they have? Um, 10? I don't know. I've, I I have at least a dozen that are race worthy, and then more right. that I though like it would make right. sense because usually whenever you if, if they breed hunting dogs, they would have a lot more than that because they would have uh, they would take probably like five or six with them on each hunting trip. Mm-hmm. More sometimes. Yeah, so they have to be kind of but basically dogs have these. I say there's about like ten of them there. Yeah. Okay. So we're taking a point from each. Yeah. So yeah, what the, that's ten points to you. How much is that at? Right, make that put at right now. I have. Uh, I'm tenth generation. How much can you put? That's thirteen, put I believe. Okay, so I'm basically filling up on blood from these animals. All right. And leaving them in this state of just uh, comatose, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're alive and and they'll in, recover, in the, but they're yeah. not. They're not doing so hot. And the next couple of nights when we have the the dog races, you know, they're not like, yeah, they're not going to be good at all. Like, yeah, he might even drop out completely. Exactly. So, do you do anything else after that? I say it's about like one o'clock on the one o'clock at night after you finish all that. Is it? I thought we were later because no, no, because because I feel like we left when we last we ended and last time was around twelve ish. Okay, and so like now it's like one one thirty ish. Because it took you about an hour to like make it, get them to make your way through all the dogs. Okay, and okay. yeah, and we didn't um, we didn't go see uh, what was his name? We didn't go see Bainbridge at all after all. No, you did not. You still, and you speaking of which, you you and uh, Herschel still both have the, those bottles in your mm-hmm. coats. Then then that's what I'm doing next. Okay, so you're, Is, going, you're going to Elysium. I'm gonna go see if I can find him there. Um. Again, trying to leave without uh, anyone noticing me. 
All right, give me another, give me the same roll again for a stuff dexterity difficulty eight. I have one success. Are there any ones in there? Nope. So yeah, you 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 come close, but you manage to get out. You know, just as unnoticed. Uh, so. Elysium was that. Uh, it was a it was like a library connected to the uh, museum. Yeah, yeah, the museum. Um, I have his. I traded like business cards with him, so uh-huh. if I can't find him there, I might try and go visit him. But All I'm right. definitely going to check there first because he seems to be there a lot. Yeah, because it's a library. There's a lot of books, <laughs> especially this in this time period. There are not people don't have that many books in their houses feel a lot better now though because uh after after the the frenzy like my own my my self-confidence was kind of shaken there for Mm -hmm. a bit so um i'm trying to prevent myself from you know getting in a similar situation and uh especially before you know going around a bunch of other predators so i go to elysium and bainbridge is you would see in that you you're lo- you look out and that he's you see that he's he has like he is packing up his stuff just about to leave as you come in. Oh, um, I'll try to catch his attention. Just call out to him. Uh, hold a second, uh, Mr. Bainbridge. Oh yes, uh, Rogers was it? Yes, yes. As I was just about to take my research, take my uh, research to my uh, personal lab. Uh, uh, allow did, me to walk you with you. For did you, did you did you have success with your business with uh, Sir Holden? You could say that, and and I'll turn my head pointedly to the side so that he can see my furry, like, pointed ears. Is that... Oh. He's, uh... an unpleasant individual. Allow me to walk with you, please. Yes. First you need any help? No, uh, Gesturing I, to I, his stuff. I, 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 I have I had a list. Might I inquire as to... What exactly happened? He, uh... He incited a hunger in the group of us. Oh. Was... But it was not completely fruitless. And I'll, like, open my coat pocket to the deep pocket that I have inside and just hold up one of the bottles. The the one that I stashed away. It's like, oh, yes, yes. uh, I've brought this for you. Thank you. Uh, Was this the only one you found, or was there more, or... There were more, but he took them. Oh, oh, I see. Holden, yes. I don't know if he actually intended on turning them over to you, so I wanted to make sure that you had something that you could perform your tests with. And remember, I pledge to support your efforts on coming up with a cure. Yes. Uh, you don't have to worry about uh, my dealings with him. He, for all his faults, Holden keeps his word. Just... This, he's sort of, at this point, he sort of brings you close. That Holden is not a good man to make an enemy of. I will admit, his tastes can be primitive, but let me just, it's much, much easier for you if you don't make an enemy out of him. I find that he is a good business partner, and as long as you can keep your relationship professional, he is not unmanageable. But I I am sorry for any inconvenience for your uh, inconvenience, but 
I must, I must dissuade you from trying to take revenge against him. It's not, it was not a wise plan. Thank you for your advice, Bainbridge. However, I will handle this in my way. Uh, it'll, fine. But I must ask, if you do uh, do this, please do not do not involve me in this. Of I, course not. I have no intention of bringing any discomfort to my savior. Good. good. Just, let me see him sort of like look around nervously. Just Look, has, whatever you many, may... I don't know what you may think of my clan, but know that he... Know that I am a fair person and that any retribution I seek will be of equal value to what he did to me. Humiliation. Very well. That's where the times these plays bring satites, asamites, <laughs> and now our own are unmanageable at times. The company, just beware the company you keep. Holun has resources and from what I know of the satites, they are their allegiance it tends to gravitate, gravitate towards those who hold the most resources. Just beware. Watch yourself, please. Of course. You know, I must extend the same uh, caution to you, considering the company that you keep. It is a necessary one. Not always pleasant, but necessary. Well, this has been hopeful. I thank you for your time. I hope, and I hope you have better nights than this. Good night. And he just he walks off. He, he goes to camp, carried away. Okay, and I'm gonna kind of look around uh, around me and like see if anyone was like as we were walking and talking, like if anyone observed us, anyone was paying special attention. Maybe we were followed out of Elysium or something. I don't know. You get you can't be too careful. Yes. Yeah, so give me a, a perception alertness. Uh, speaking of being careful, does the careful specialty apply? Yes, this one does. What's the difficulty? Uh, difficulty seven. Okay, that's three successes. Okay, so with three successes, you notice that there are like several people around you, but no one is paying any specific attention to you. Okay. Uh, with that in mind, uh, I think that for now is all I really wanted to accomplish, and uh, I'll, I'm going to spend the rest of the evening just kind of musing over over the events of this night. And contemplating, you know, kind of like what I can do to, well, you know, to humiliate. So I'll return to my home. All right. You do so. Uh, so, Mr. Pelham, you doing anything? Uh, I'm writing the letters that I emailed you about. Oh, yeah. One to my clanmates, one to my mentor regarding the uh, scenario that occurred at the drugstore. All right, so, yeah, you can, I would say, yeah, you could send a servant to carry the letters to your mentor in the in the city, but I'm afraid that you're not going to get a response from your uh, clanmates for a bit of a while. That's fine. I don't expect an immediate response. All right. So, is that everything everyone wants to do for the night, or is there anything else? That was it for me. I, I know right. we had plans to meet up the following evening, right? All right, yeah. <laughs> so... The next night, everyone gets a little PowerPoint back, and tell me what what he totals at. I needed one back because I'm at a total of two willpower now, and a total of ten blood pool points after burning one. Waking up, yeah, this was about to say we spend one right for rising for the evening. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, what's, what's everyone's willpower at? 
I'm at full, which is six. All right. Willpower? Uh, For me, it's eight, and my blood pool is 12. I have five, which is max for me. And then the one blood point, so I'm at 12. So, Pelham, when you wake up, you first... uh, 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 so everyone makes up. Who goes? Who, who has the highest humanity? Mine's at seven. Pelham, you wake up, and as you descend, you find a, a visitor waiting for you. It's your uh, mentor, Louis Strother. Okay. Uh, I, rece- I received your mail. And first off, let me just say, Holden is a nasty piece of work. Hmm. I apologize on behalf of my clan for that, but he and um, let me know if you seek something from penance. This we have to handle this delicately. I'm afraid. Nasty piece of work gives him too much credit. I fear. Uh, I'm afraid you you don't know quite the uh, extent of it, though. Though I must admit, I have not heard of anything quite specific as this. Happening in the past, he oh, he always was a bit barbaric in his tastes. But to do something like this—that's this is a bit bold, even for him. And dangerous for all of us. You could we could try to use that, but listen, I I wanted want to talk to you about that, and so I hear that you have the word moving around is that you have been investigating into the poison. And you've made some progress? Yes, we've made a little bit of progress. Not terribly much, unfortunately. Uh, well, that's good. It's more than some of the some of the others I've heard of. That's what it, would be, it would be considerably easier without uh, select individuals attempting to sabotage our efforts. Yeah. I did hear about your uh, trouble with uh, Daniel Locke. He was quite adamant in his uh, efforts to keep you confined to the city. Yes. Thankfully, that appears to have been uh, rescinded. Yes. I must I must say, if you had told me, I would have thought the situation would be reversed, if anything, that Holden be trying to keep you here and Daniel Locke be the one getting you out. Normally, Lister Locke, he is much, his appearances can deceive you, I must admit. For all of his uh, outward flaws, he is a trustworthy and reliable man when he is not in anger. And because of his efforts to cry you and your group, I must say that things are not getting good. The tensions between the city of the Rising and I am worried that if they reach our breaking point, scapegoats might be sought out and... Uh, as much as I wish it would be otherwise, men such as men of your clan would be targeted for blame for this. Even among us, rashness is not fully stamped out. And so, if you do manage to end this poison, it, trust me, I must have assurance. Both just so just let them know we have been destroyed it. And that it was one of you, one of you who helped end our suffering. That would that would help secure. That would help put many minds to ease. Many minds. Can I count on you for this? Of course. 
I am quite interested in uh, tracking down the source of this compound. And making sure that it never bothers us again, correct? Naturally. That is good, good news, my friend. Good news indeed. I have no interest in becoming a victim of it as well. That is good so news. The sooner, it, the sooner it is out of the Empire, the better. For her majesty's glory, and then he tips his hat and walks out. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called Weight Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. The mission seemed simple enough, don't they always? Simple sweep and flush out operation. We loaded them up in a hazmat tanker in Montreal and shipped them to a downtown warehouse in the Valley of the Sun. It would have been in and out in a few nights. Well, we wouldn't be telling the story if it all went as planned, would we? I go ahead and uh, I pop quiet in. Alright, yeah, I'm going to run at him and do a sweet spin kick and knock his head off. We're waiting to see whether or not the abomination kills us. Shufflehead Chronicles is available on the Critical Hints feed. Search for Critical Hints in iTunes, Google Play, or any other podcatcher. I, I, I don't think this is how... No.